What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rapture Radio, found on wherever you find podcasts. Or you can go to sermonaudio.com and search Rapture Radio, or We Are Christ Church, all one word. Or uh, you can go to Christchurch, Christchurch, wearechristchurch.com slash media and find the feed there. I'm Pastor Stewart, and with me as always is Pastor Brandon Neely. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to you all. Welcome to you all. How you been, man? We, we took last week off because of the stomach... Uh, plague, not stomach, but throat and head and <laughs> oh, for us it was the stomach plague. For you, it was. It sounds a lot like COVID, actually. Mm. <laughs> well, I couldn't really taste anything. Does that mean anything? Oh no, <laughs> no. What's the COVID? No, I'm joking. I could taste. Don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> Other big things that have happened. Yeah, so we're back after a little hiatus, but we're we're back firing on all cylinders. Um, but. Uh, today is what is today march the 17th mm. st patty's day. may it be recorded for all time yeah well not because it's st patty's day but no forget that today the biden bucks have dropped mm. 1400 dollars per dependent in your house march Woo-hoo. 17th in this year of our new lord <laughs> Oh, man. May this, maybe we should call this year one. Year one. It is 2021. Oh, snap. It just went prophetic on me over there. What are you going to do with your Biden dollars? Yeah, it's, it's hard to make fun of this too much with the money sitting in my account. <laughs> Pulled up my Chase app, and lo and behold. There it was. Boom. $8,400. Same thing. Same thing for us. Just all of a sudden, somebody wrote us a $10,000 check. I didn't even do anything for that. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, I, it leaves you speechless. It really does. Yeah. You're, you are... Um, That's like a third of a person's salary for the year. Yes. Boom. Just you're you're happy to move to the next baby step in your Ramsey plan. Yeah. But yeah. you're also wondering if doing baby steps matters at all anymore. <laughs> Does anything matter? <laughs> Are they just going to cut us a $10,000 check every year? Right. And think about the incentive that this applies to. Because if, if your household generates more than $150,000 a year worth of income, you don't get any. So now people have even more of an incentive not to work and earn and work towards wealth and gains. Like, that's crazy. But if I break that one fifty, I don't get my $10,000 check from the government. Well, if they keep this up and, 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 and morph it into any kind of universal income, it will definitely change all of society. No doubt. Even more than we've already been changed. No doubt. No doubt. Time I mean, will tell. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's close. I mean, we got, our, we got our Biden bucks check. Well, they were Trump bucks then. Last year. And we paid off our... Those are called Donald Dollars. Donald Dollars. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. Donald Dollars last year. We paid off our uh, tax debt that we were going to owe. We got the Biden bucks this year. We're paying off our tax. So really, 2020 and 2021 have been tax-free years for us. So I'll take it. I'm not too mad at that. Right. Not for everyone. Not for everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it seems as though it is a sign of the times. Mm. The world is um, how are they going to hell in a handbasket, as they say. It's all burning down around us. It could be... The last day. Welcome to Rapture Radio. (laughs) That's a great segue there, Pastor Stewart. Thank you. Yeah, I brought my radio voice. That's right. Yeah, today we are talking about the last day. Ooh. All right. So for those of you tuning in in the year 2030, 
and wonder what in the world we're talking about. We called know. it. That's right. Oh, man. No, we would have been taken off the internet by that point. We're off the internet we're by 2003. We're in some gulag somewhere, like starting prison ministries. Those of you listening <laughs> on the broadband. <laughs> Those of you listening Black on, market the, radio. on the dark web. <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. But yeah, the last day. This is, this is a heated topic, I find, um, in, you know, like in religious circles. So oh, indeed. Most people indeed. who are religious don't care. But, yeah, of course. They right. don't believe any of this. But today we're going to basically discuss all the various aspects of the last day. Mm. What all happens on the, quote, last day at the end. So the last day, when we say last day, we're talking about the return of Jesus, right? The, the phrase can be used here and there, but what, the way we're using it today and what we're talking about today is the end of human history. The Ooh. end. The end. Okay, okay, okay. The well, last day. I think I watched a Doctor Who episode about this at one point. Yeah, very well. That very well may be possible. But the last day includes a few different aspects, just to list them. The resurrection. And we did a show on how many resurrections are there. We showed that there is one resurrection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is the first fruits of that final resurrection. Mm-hmm. There's one resurrection day. And um, so we won't rehash all of that. But on right. the last day, we have the resurrection. When death is defeated, mm-hmm. finally, to the uttermost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have the rapture. Ooh, the rapture happens at that very same time as well. Oh, snap. The judgment of all men and the handing over the kingdom to the Father. Jesus Christ having accomplished his mission and um, handing it over to the Father. Job well done. Job complete. Mission accomplished. Okay. Okay. So those are all the various things that happen on the last day. Okay. And we're going to look at the passages and discuss them. Okay. Let's go. We're going to start in 1 Corinthians 15. Verse uh, 20. All right. I'll just read this for us. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Now, when the Bible talks about falling asleep and, uh, you know, connects that with death, it's referring to the bodies of Christians. Mm. It's as though they are asleep because one day they will wake up. Right. Well, just like the little girl who Jesus healed, wake up. Talitha Mm -hmm. Kum, I think his words were, wake up, little girl. That's right. It's not referring to the soul of a person uh, entering into some sort of limbo or soul sleep, as the Jehovah Witnesses, I believe, teach. Mm, Not not purgatory. No, no, not purgatory. There's no such thing as purgatory, limbo, or soul sleep. To Mm. be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm. Today you will be with me in paradise. We could continue quoting verses that show that upon death, the body and the soul are separated. Mm-hmm. The body goes in the ground to decompose, and the soul goes to be with the Lord, mm. immediately in the presence of the Lord. As Paul said, you know, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And he said, I'd much rather um, basically die and be with the Lord. So he can go to sleep. Wait. Right. No. Exactly. <laughs> so he's talking about those Christians who have died in the Lord. Blessed are those who die in the Lord, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as uh, the book of Revelation says. So Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Okay. Verse 21 for as by a man came death, that's Adam, right? by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. That's Jesus, the second Adam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Mm-hmm. All those who have Adam as their covenantal head have uh, the sin of Adam imputed to them. They are born with original sin. They are under the wrath of God mm-hmm. and are condemned already. Which but, is everyone... Except for 
those who are in Christ. There it is. United to Christ by the Spirit, we are no longer under the curse of the law and no longer under the fall of Adam, but we are now in Christ, and he is our covenantal head. Mm -hmm. And so um, although our body dies as a result of the curse, it will one day be raised up and reunited to our soul. So that's an important Christian tenet for a lot of people to get, is that there is no, like, neutral zone. Well, I was just born. I didn't sin yet. You know, I'm I'm still neutral as far as my guilt goes. You're born guilty. Boom. Amen. Yeah. And Paul even goes on so far as to say, even those who have not yet um, had an opportunity to sin die because the sin of Adam is imputed to them, is how I might say it. Mm-hmm. In, in Adam's fall, we sinned all, says the catechism. Mm-hmm. And that is a very offensive uh you know, doctrine right. for most, but it's absolutely essential because if, if we are condemned based on only our own sin, mm-hmm. we don't have the opportunity to be imputed the righteousness of Christ. Mm. It's that we are covenantally condemned in Adam that we can be covenantally justified in Christ. Amen. So, Amen. and this is, this is not justification radio, right? It's a uh, rapture radios, but you know, since we're covering these verses, we might've said, well, say a few things here, right? But verse 23, but each in his own order. So we have one resurrection, Jesus, the first fruits. And then in the last day, the final resurrection of the saints, mm-hmm. those are connected, but there is an order to them. Mm-hmm. Christ, the first fruits, then at his coming, you see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So at Jesus' coming, the resurrection will take place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for those who are in Christ. There it is. Verse 24, then comes the end. It's oh. the end. It's the end of human history. Yeah, so it's very much a timeline type event happening. Here. Very much. He <clears throat> comes back and inaugurates, or not inaugurates, but basically wraps up human history and consummates the new heavens and new earth, judges all man, raises up uh, people from the dead. Mm-hmm. We'll get to all of this, but we see here, at least textually, at his coming, the uh, Christians are raised up um, to, newness, to new life. Bodily form. In bodily form, mm-hmm. that's right. The, what Paul says, the uh, uh, mortal puts on immortality. Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember like the first time that I ever taught this to somebody, it blew their brains. Yeah. We were talking. It was like, so you die, you go to heaven. Then one day Jesus comes back, and your body is resurrected, and you have a new life. Like they said, wait, what? Mm-hmm. They because so many people just think you die, you go to heaven, and you're, you know, in heaven forever, and that's the end. They don't realize that heaven is forever on earth, right? Correct. With bodies, Ooh, with feet that walk on ground. Yeah, I was trying to tell somebody the other day. I was like, you know, there's still going to be work in the new heavens and new earth, and they were like, no, there can't be. Work sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of work. That's right. Yes, this is surprisingly this is basic and um un you know very untaught doctrines. Yeah. And so folks around here really need to know this stuff. Absolutely. Amen. 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 So verse 24 then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. So at the end of human history mm-hmm. in the last day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he returns, Christians will be raised up and he will deliver the kingdom to God the Father. Mm-hmm. I take that to mean his mission is accomplished and complete. He has accomplished total victory. Amen. It goes on to say that in uh, the remaining part of the verse, it says, when he delivers the kingdom of God to God the Father, after, notice after, mm-hmm. timestamp, right. destroying every rule and every authority and every power. That's pretty violent there, Jesus. I just, that doesn't sound very peaceful. 
That's um, right. He came to bring a sword. He is a conqueror and overcomer. That is not aligned with my view of hippie Jesus, who no. only talks about love. He destroys every, of course, he destroys every rule, authority, and power, and dominion, ruler, tyrant, king, devil, who exalts themselves above his name. <laughs> What's that passage? Blood up to the stirrups? <laughs> <laughs> Those moments right there, man. Mm. So notice, though, he does not return until after right. destroying every rule and every authority and power. Mm, okay, okay. Verse 25, for he must reign until. Mm. So he's reigning, present right. tense, it says. Right, right. That's the present tense for Paul. That's the present tense for us. He must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. So when will he return? After he has put all his enemies under his feet. Mm -hmm. After he has destroyed every rule and every authority and every power. Mm -hmm. Verse 26, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Mm -hmm. Now, why does Mm -hmm. he say this to culminate this? He says this because at the resurrection... Death is defeated. Death is finally and utterly defeated. Mm. When mortality puts on immortality and we're given our resurrection bodies, that is the final uh, blow. Death has been defeated, is being defeated, and shall be defeated to the uttermost. Amen. The sting of death has been removed. Mm-hmm. All death can do now is introduce us to our Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not yet totally and utterly <clears throat> defeated. We still have to deal with it. It's still sad. It's still an enemy. Yeah. But at the end of human history, after having defeated all the earthly powers, rules, and authorities, he will then deal the final death blow to death. Mm-hmm. And we can say at that particular point in time, every single enemy of Christ has been totally and utterly subjugated. Every knee will bow. Amen. And every tongue shall confess. That little phrase there at the end of verse, or maybe more in the middle of verse 24, is really interesting to me. When he delivers the kingdom to God after destroying, after defeating everything else, he delivers the completed kingdom to God, like the finished kingdom. Here, gift, God. That's amazing. The way I take that is that Adam, as God's regent, as God's man on earth, was to... Um, exercise dominion over the earth. Right. To subdue it. That's right. To kill the serpent, you know, save the girl, mm-hmm. fill the earth with the glory of the Lord and a whole bunch of babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. He failed, but Jesus, the second Adam, will kill the serpent. He has, he is, and he shall. Mm-hmm. He will save the bride. He mm-hmm. has, he is, and he shall. Mm-hmm. And he will completely and utterly subdue all of the created order, filling it with the glory of God, His offspring will be filling the planet, Mm -hmm. spiritual offspring, those who have faith like the faith of Abraham. And he will finally finish and complete that dominion mandate that was given to the first Adam. That's awesome. And and job well done. And he will will then deliver that to the Father. That's that's, That's powerful stuff right mm -hmm. there. Deep. Deep. Amen. I'm into it. So the resurrection of those who belong to Christ happens on the last day. Mm-hmm. The last day doesn't happen until after he puts all his enemies under his feet. Mm-hmm. At that point, he will then finally kill the last enemy, death. Boom. Right. And he will deliver the kingdom to his father. When? After destroying every rule and authority and power. Then death. Then hand to the father. Mm-hmm. Look at Psalm 110, verse 1. This is for all my premillennial buddies and, and, uh, <laughs> and also for my amillennial buddies. Psalm 110, verse 1. Sit thou at my right hand... Now, before we read the rest of that, okay. Psalm 110.1, when did Jesus sit at the right hand of the Father? At the resurrection. 
um, Ascension. At the Ascension. Me. That's right. Sit thou at my right hand. He sits down in the Ascension, takes the throne of the right hand of the Father, enters into his session, as they call, where he rules the nations with a rod of iron. Mm-hmm. Until, Psalm says, Psalm 110, 1, sit thou at my right hand until... How long shall I sit here and rule over this dominion mm-hmm. until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Whoa. We, we yes. have this same time stamp over and over and over again mm-hmm. that the ascension marks the beginning of his rule mm-hmm. and his return is not until the end after having put all his enemies under his feet. Mm-hmm. So we see here the meaning of history is the judgment of Jesus, of the nations, of mm-hmm. the peoples, the rule of Jesus we see an increasing and a gradual abolition of his enemies over time. Mm-hmm. So for those who would say we are not in his inaugurated kingdom, he is not yet ruling over the nations in this same exact way. We must wait until he returns before all of these things begin to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see how they reconcile this with this passage. Right. For those who say that this is not to be something predicted in human history, that it's a little here, a little there. History is up and down and governed by various natural forces. No, no, no. It says very clearly he begins at the ascension, and he is not returning to all his enemies under his feet. In mm-hmm. Psalm 110, you correspond that to 1 Corinthians 15, and you see that he's putting all of his enemies under his feet. Mm-hmm. He's ruling the nations with a rod of iron. We can expect his triumph and his victory to increase gradually over time. Mm-hmm. History is the story of the gradual abolition of all enemies until only death remains. And then he finishes it off. Finish him. <laughs> and then it's done. So it's like Israel. You know, when did Israel inherit the land? When was it their land? Hmm. Way before they even got there. Right, right. That's right. But when they got there, they had to exercise dominion and gradually take the land. That's right. Of course, they failed just like Adam failed. Right. But Jesus will not fail. Mm. And it's not just Israel. It's not Palestine. It's the land that is the earth. Amen. So Amen. this is the meaning of history. This is what gives us hope and for the future. Amen. And this is why we're not worried that Jesus is going to return tomorrow. If, if, if we, if there's still obviously work to be done. It, it sure seems that way to me. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. First Thessalonians four, starting in verse 14, we move on to our next passage for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. That's Christians who have died. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord. Okay, so what are we talking about here? Talking about people who are alive when Jesus returns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And notice what it says. Will not precede those who have fallen asleep. So there's one one resurrection. There is one resurrection of Christians. Mm -hmm. But the alive people when he returns, mm-hmm. will not go before, they will not precede the dead people. Right. Now, what does typical rapture doctrine teach us? Well, the alive people get scooped away first. This <laughs> verse is a direct contradiction to rapture theology. Right, right. He goes on in the next, very next verse, verse 16, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds Mm. to meet the Lord. When is this catching up together to meet Jesus in the clouds take place? When he returns Mm -hmm. 
and definitely not before the resurrection. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's as clear as day. Right. Now, we've already seen in earlier verses that the resurrection takes place when he returns. Yes. So we right. have this last day event. Jesus is returning. The dead are being raised up and all the alive people are getting caught up in the clouds. Right. The rapture. Right. Right. This idea that there's a secret rapture where all the Christians are taken immediately to heaven, like, you know, Elijah in a chariot or something like that. Right. And then many, many years later, thousands of years, a thousand years later, then the, the Christian the resurrection. No. Yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't fit with these passages. It does not fit with these passages at all. Mm. And then it says after we're caught up together to meet him in the clouds at the resurrection at the last return, it says, and so we will always be with the Lord. We then are with him forever and ever. We enjoy the new heavens and the new earth right. for all eternity. That's right. It sounds like what we read about in Revelation, the new heavens and the new earth. That's God. right. The yeah. full consummation of it, right. we would say, yeah. So next passage. Right? Yeah. This is, we have two more passages. John five twenty six. An hour is coming. No, John tw- 5, 28. There it is. An hour is coming when all who are in the tombs. Who? All. Mm-hmm. Who are in the tombs. What's in tombs? Bodies. Dead bodies. Right. Right. Will hear his voice and come out. Mm-hmm. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Mm -hmm. So now we have more information we've gathered. We're doing a systematic theology here. Okay. And we see that at the last day, Jesus returns. The saints who are alive are caught up in the clouds. Right. The dead in Christ are raised up. And also the dead not in Christ are raised up. Mm. And they are raised up for what? Judgment. Judgment. It's the great white throne judgment. It's the judgment of all men, sheep and goats. And immediately they go either to life or to judgment. Mm. Uh, Matthew twenty five forty six, And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. There's an immediate uh, translation there. People in bodies raised up, bodies united to souls, right. going immediately based on Jesus's decree mm-hmm. to eternal life or eternal death. That eternal life is described as being with the Lord forever and ever. Mm-hmm. That eternal death is described as uh, and the smoke of their torment will go up forever and ever. Or they are tormented day and night forever and ever. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not fun, in other words. No. Don't do that. Stay but, away. But notice, Bad. with bodies <laughs> raised. Yeah. Bodies united to souls. That's really interesting right there. Mm-hmm. It's, there is a resurrection for all. That's right. There is eternity for all. That's, That's right. a terrifying notion. A bodily, you start digging conscious, mm-hmm. feel pain. Mm-hmm. Eternity. There's no other way to take the text. Right. Right. Ooh. So what's going to happen on the last day? Jesus returns. Everyone's raised. Everyone's judged. The saints who are alive are raptured. Mm-hmm. Caught up together with him in the clouds. All enemies defeated. All enemies will have already been defeated except one final one, death. And kingdom is handed over to God. And he will. Mission accomplished. Wrap a bow on it, hand it to God, mission accomplished. That's awesome. That's the last day. We'll all see it one day. Yeah, yeah. The question is, are you ready to see it? Do you know the Lord? Right. It's not a day you want to see not knowing the Lord. Absolutely not. So what do we do now in the meantime? In the meantime, we, his bride, the new Eve, if you will, Mm. the offspring of him by the Spirit of God, are working alongside of him to exercise dominion over the earth, Amen. to put his enemies under his feet, if you will, Amen. through the preaching of the gospel. The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of this world. Mm-hmm. They're not carnal. The sword of the truth of God's word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the preaching and teaching of his word, the discipling of the nations, the discipling of our children. We engage in the mission 
We uh, build like, and we fight to advance his kingdom. But underneath it all, he's, he is advancing the kingdom. Amen. We're the bride. He's, he's the, he is the new Adam. That's right. That's right. And, and all that we lay down and all that we sacrifice and all that we engage, we will receive a, a, an eternal inheritance. A hundredfold, I believe A hundredfold in response to that. <laughs> Amen. That's awesome. Amen. All right, guys. Well, thank you all again so much for joining us for another episode of Rapture Radio. Um, You can find this on any place you can find uh, your podcast. That would be Apple Podcasts, Amazon, all those different spots. Um, You can also go to wearechristchurch.com slash media and find us online there. You can go to sermonaudio.com and search keyword wearechristchurch and find more information there. Um, in the meantime, we invite you to be checking out our other resources that we have for you available online um, and check out our other podcasts as well as this one as we continue to add to it later on. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see y'all next time.